Welcome to another episode of Ready Teacher One. This is Adam Mangana. And I'm Brian McLaughlin. And with us today is Renee Gedelia, the Chancellor of Victory XR Academy. Renee, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to have you on. Yeah, thanks for, um, thanks for the invite. I, I really appreciate being here. Renee, we are uh, huge extended reality fans and the idea that somebody might take a run at creating uh, what is the title of our podcast, Ready Teacher One in actuality, in, in, in reality, actually creating a virtual school is really exciting. Can you talk a little bit about what, uh, what kind of work you guys are doing and how long the academy has existed and how many students you have enrolled? Just kind of an overview so our listeners can understand what it is that you're actually pulling off over there in Iowa. Sure. So we're definitely pioneers in the space. Um, you know, our, our company, Victory XR, is a startup that um, will we'll hit four years in January. So, you know, when we started this, it was virtual reality only. We were actually Victory VR. And we were creating a science curriculum, middle school and high school, you know, standards aligned, just another way to engage students and supplement their learning. And then we started to dabble in the AR frame um, because we wanted to reach the younger audiences. And so then we became Victory XR. But this year, um, sometime this summer, I would say, is when we launched uh, the Victory XR Academy. And that is uh, our school that's completely virtual. And we have a few different types of audiences. Um, we, we're talking with different colleges and universities about creating a digital twin campus. Because as you know, and I actually have um, a college student at the University of Iowa, you know, you pay tens of thousands of dollars and then your child is there getting a Zoom education um, to no one's fault, right? But so this allows for um, colleges and universities to kind of really help justify that and to really provide a more interactive, robust, um, engaging education. And then um, I would say most of our clientele right now are in the high school space. Um, but as I mentioned, we, we have classes for middle school and high school. We run live classes and every class we have, we record it and it becomes part of our content library. So that um, if you're a homeschool parent and you are just looking to help supplement what your student is learning at home, you can come in and either participate in a live class or at your own pace, go through the recorded content. And while you can't have that live interaction with a teacher, you can certainly um, hear what they're talking about and pull up whatever 3D assets are being used and do that in real time. And then, as I mentioned, we have live classes. So we're kind of um, a little bit in a few different lanes within the academy, you know, live classes, recorded classes, um, and then some master's classes on just a single topic. But we're, we're open in this space as pioneers. And so we're just kind of trying to meet the market where it's at. Sure. Are you guys using primarily Engage as a platform to host your classes? 100%. So anybody who wants to be to, you know, subscribe to our um, academy has to have an Engage account. And so if they're paying the annual license um, for their headset for our academy, then they automatically um, have access to everything within Engage 
you know, that's on the Engage platform itself, the Engage Pro account, if you will. And then our academy, you know, the way my um, CEO likes to explain it is Engage is like the iPhone and we're like an app on that iPhone. So to access our stuff, you have to have an Engage account since we're based on that. Renee, do you have uh, students who are full-time with you guys or is it all just supplemental right now? Totally supplemental. Um, ideally speaking, I guess, you know, that would be something we would move toward. We watch, you know, a lot of the studies. We're trying to make sure that not only that we provide substantive content, but that it's safe and we're certainly not trying to replace teachers by any means. Mm -hmm. So everything we have is to either help reinforce for struggling learners or to help expand for kids who maybe got it and are a little bored with the current content and want to learn something um, at a different angle. So it's totally supplemental at this point. I don't know that there are any studies yet that show students in headsets for, you know, the typical school day might be eight hours. We certainly don't espouse to that. Our courses are between 30 and 45 minutes. Um, but it's, you know, it's, again, it's kind of as, as learners build up that VR stamina, if you will, then right. they maybe want to do two classes in a day or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, we try to meet people where they're at and just remain flexible. Renee, the, the hardware has gotten a lot better over time. Obviously, you know, Oculus has come out now with their Quest 2, but the trade-off is, is it's gotten better. You know, you have to have a Facebook account. Have you guys figured out a way to solve for homeschoolers or, or students who are weary of having a Facebook account in order to participate in your product? So that's a great point. And I will just admit right now, um, I am an educator by trade. I have my master's in instruction and correct curriculum. So technology is not something I can go super deep on, but I will tell you, I'm one of those people who is wary about getting a Facebook account. I did not have one. I don't do social media other than LinkedIn and I only do professional things. Um, so I was a little disheartened. I was using the original Quest, um, but I wanted to get the Quest too because the price point is phenomenal. And you know there were a lot of justifications for making that conversion for me. So I bought a Quest too and I had to you know, get the Facebook account um, so I know that at my company, and there are only a dozen of us, but they have figured out some ways to help guide people who are weary of that, you know, particularly schools. I served on two different uh, school boards. You're putting up firewalls constantly because you don't want students to access the very things like Facebook while they're in the classroom. Right. So it is a um, it is a, a strange balance. I can't really again, I, you know, I apologize. I don't know exactly what our solution is because that's um, another part of the company, but it was something we were disappointed in. But, you know, there was really no way around it because we believe um, even though we're pretty device agnostic, as long as you have a sixed off headset, um, Oculus, the price point and their marketing is just, that's where most of um, our market is right now, to be quite honest with you. So we needed to make sure that we went ahead and did that. It seems like, uh, you know, there's so much opportunity for this, but you got to solve the hardware issue, right? You got to figure out that piece. And there are some other uh, headsets out there besides that are sixth off, that are six degrees of freedom, uh, aside from the Oculus, do you, so for, for a homeschool parent or for a faculty member that's really interested in using, um, 
your your platform as long as they can get access to engage and now now for our listeners engage is on the oculus store so that makes it even more tempting right but for, <laughs> but for you know as long as they can download engage or sideload engage they can use other headsets the oculus 5 or the pico or or other hardware to be able to um to use victory xr academy is that correct Yes, um, again, as long as it's a six DOF, six degrees of freedom, um, Danny Coyle, who is my, um, he co-hosts a lot of our tours of the academy that we offer for free. We offer about one a week to show people our different classroom spaces and different use cases for teaching and learning in VR. And he's usually on the, um, the Oculus Rift Pro. So it's a PC version. Um, but yeah, as long as, you know, certainly cardboard cannot be done. You can't do an Oculus Go. I don't even know that they're making those anymore. So um, yeah, like I said, we, we don't really care which, um, which headset people use. We don't have a, a say in that. We can certainly help people try to get it, but we're more for the software angle. As long as it's the sixed off, um, the one thing that we do do, because VR is, while I feel like we're right on that precipice of just busting through and being a mainstream thing, you know, I walked into Best Buy the other day or Target, and you see the displays of Oculus 2s stacked up in time for the holidays. So that's exciting to me. But um, one thing we do on our tours is that we offer people to come in via Zoom because a lot of people haven't yet made that investment. They're curious. They think it's just a gaming thing and they're not sure about how it can measure in the in the education world. So we um, we put a cameraman in a headset and have him come into our tours and then project out over Zoom. And so people can get a little bit of a taste of it. It's certainly not as immersive. Um, but you know it just gives them an idea so we we try to show the audience um what is possible but you definitely need the six off headset to do all the cool stuff inside renee when you're given your tours and you have parents that are skeptical you know maybe they say and we're hearing from parents and teachers and students alike all over the country who are feeling uh zoom fatigue right yes if you have a parent come in and say hey listen uh it sounds really cool, but aren't you just trying to sell me a fancier version of Zoom? What do you say to that parent? Well, what's interesting is at the end of a tour, I've never had a skeptical parent. I, you know, seeing is believing, truly. It's really just getting them in there in the first place. Um, so I'd say two things to that. I think part of the problem is everybody talks about learning virtually. And, and this is traditional education. They're all on Zoom. Everyone's impacted by the pandemic. And they think that Zoom is learning virtually. I call that online learning. Learning virtually to me is in a headset. So I think the nuance of using the term virtual in a parent's vocabulary, if you will, is, is part of the issue is just educating them to the fact that virtual and VR is fully immersive. Um, but when they come in and they're on a tour, we go into the science lab and we'll pull out 3D assets of different organs, if you will, and uh, you know, we'll pull out a heart and we'll hand them a heart and we'll pass it around and we'll ask people which, uh, what country they're in, what time zone they're in. So we talk about how VR can really democratize education because we might be doing a tour and we've got someone from the Netherlands, someone from South Korea, someone's in Southern California, someone's in, you know, I'm in Iowa. You just have people all over sharing an experience, having a conversation. So you have, you have that social aspect, which is really critical 
for schooling, but then you're doing the education. We're passing around the heart, and then we pull in a few more organs related to the digestive system, and we have them start to assemble it um, you know, in the order, and we talk about the organs just for a couple minutes, just to give them a flavor of what their learner can experience other than, you know, sitting in a classroom or watching on Zoom and looking at pictures in a book. Um, we also run live classes, and we're starting to pick that up a little more. So on Wednesdays right now, for instance, we're running a comparative anatomy class, and we have a teacher. She comes in live at 3.30, and it's 45 minutes, and it's an eight-week course once a week. And so, again, you can experience the live version and put your hands on something, and we open up some different animals and look at their structure and function and, you know, why cats are such good hunters and those kinds of things. And if you miss that class, you can go in and participate in the recording. And so when, when parents see the different ways that their student can interact on their own time or, you know, really that individualized learning, which is so critical and meeting the learner where they're at, Absolutely. they're sold. Renee, tell, tell us a little bit more about the history of the company and where you guys are located. Iowa seems like a very unique geography to, to be a tech company. How did you guys get to Iowa and, and, uh, and, and just a little bit about the business model? Sure. So I, I keep call on calling it the Silicon Prairie because you're right. <laughs> you're kind of out here in the middle um, with, you know, not much else. My, um, my CEO and founder, Steve Grubbs, I, he's a serial entrepreneur. This is probably his fifth or sixth company. So um, he was just very interested in virtual reality and started this. And I was the second employee hired. And as I mentioned, we started doing science curriculum because um, my argument to him was science is science everywhere you go, no matter what country you're in, E equals MC squared, right? So then we aligned uh, all of the science to the next gen science standards. And we started producing these really great virtual field trips, you know, 360 degrees and labs and 2D videos and different um, mediums and things. And so that, you know, was kind of um, what we were doing for a good year and a half. And then we developed an entire middle school and high school curricula. Then we started um, also related to our current company, uh, something called VXR.direct, and it's our Netflix-style VR. So, you know, for $10 a month, you can have unlimited access to a bunch of different VR experiences, if you will. Um, we partner Are these VR experiences that you guys develop or that you curate from other developers uh, around, the, uh, around the world? That's a, great, um, that's a great question. It is probably 90% us. And if somebody inquires and wants to be on our channel, so to speak, as long as it's substantive, that's something to fidelity we will not give up as new people come into this space. It is really critically important that we make sure, yes, you can gamify things and make it fun when you can do that, but learning is the ultimate objective. And so, it, you know, we have a partner, um, I met them at the BET conference in London earlier this year in January when we were all able to still travel. And they have a product called Rome Reborn and they're archeologists and they're recreating you know, the Colosseum so that you can go into it with historical accuracy. And so some of their history content is in our VR channel because we felt like, wow, this is really cool and we're not already doing it. So yes, we, um, we continue to curate, but you know, we're hard pressed to find a lot of people out there 
um, with just the with just enough content. You know, it's really emerging for a lot of people. So, um, so, but we have that, that's a, a kind of a gateway way to get into what we're doing. And as I mentioned, we did some AR stuff so that we had some content for the elementary aged kids. You know, we have a cool dinosaur book um, because the VR studies and efficacy doesn't really show the really young kiddos under 10 being in headsets for a long period of time. So we don't develop VR for them, but we've just continued to evolve where we've, you know, where we've seen good use cases. And when we thought we can open an academy and really educate people, this came from us having spent a year and a half creating science lessons, if you will, but we thought, wow, with these social platforms now, Altspace VR and Engage, which, you know, we prefer, the social angle is what's really so critical from kids learning from each other um, and learning with each other. And so we thought, let's, let's give this a try and use some of our existing content and leverage that. And then it's just kind of sprung from there. We hired a Spanish teacher and we've done a few Spanish lessons. Um, I'm training a math teacher right now. And so we're just trying to see what works well and um, what people are asking for. Do all of your teachers have to be in Iowa or do you, can you hire any teachers, you know, live in Tampa, live in... Oh, anywhere. That's what's great about VR. It just levels that playing field. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, our science teacher is here in Iowa. But no, my, um, my Spanish teacher is in Illinois. I'm talking with a professor at Duke who's working on a climate change lesson for us. We have a professor at the University of Alberta who's doing some stuff in molecular biology. So I I'm really trying to find people who have an interest and who uh, want to, you know, experience this and kind of help us pioneer it. I mean, it's certainly not 100% smooth sailing. There are certain things you can't do, um, but you find your way around that and you know the tech is gonna continue to evolve and get better and you just, you work with what you have available to you. And I feel like we've really come up with a, a great thing. Um, and again, as a traditional former teacher, this is just something I, I can't, speak more proudly about because this is the digital age. Kids want to learn with technology. They want to learn this way. It's really bringing the teachers on board. I'm almost 50 years old and, you know, a lot of my peers might be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm too old for that or I'm going to get sick. But, you know, this isn't a roller coaster ride, um, but we are working with manipulatives and we are, um, you know, going off into space, wearing space suits standing among the planets to scale rather than making styrofoam balls like we did when I was in science class. Right. You know, you can actually look at the earth and the moon and Jupiter and see the different scale of the planets and arrange them in, in spatial order. And you can just do a lot more and it's fun. That's tremendous. Do you find that there's uh, one subject or one class in particular that folks um, have a demand for, or are you getting inquiries about all sorts of different classes? We're getting um, inquiries about quite a bit. I think science, um, because of the hands-on nature, you know, sometimes science can be too expensive to give every student whatever, you know, said manipulable is, or there might be a safety issue. So VR really eliminates those boundaries. Um, but we're getting a lot of requests for math, particular geometry, because being able to 
work with angles in space right in front of you um, is not, and that's why I'm having that conversation. We're not currently running a live math class, but I hope by the end of the year, we've got um, some courses in that area, but we're open to it. Someone brought us the idea the other day and we're toying around with it and it, it would be a master's class, but it was teaching adults, you know, culinary school, how to butcher a cow for different cuts of meat and how expensive yeah. That is in the real world. And you know, you have the safety issue from all the knives and the different tools. And then you've got me that if you cut it the wrong way, you could ruin it. But if you're doing this in virtual reality, you've got no mess. Um, you, you know what I mean? You can have a cow per person. You can really, um, you know, I mean, the sky's the limit. So we're, like I said, we're just, we're open to ideas and what people wanna do. And then, you know, what is reasonable that we're able to do with our small staff we're entertaining that and having those conversations. That's tremendous. You know, as a former geometry teacher myself, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about, you know, that potential of having geometry in VR is tremendous because, you know, for so many years you struggle with kids, you know, being able to see a 3D image on a 2D page, but, you know, VR kind of just eliminates that challenge in one fell swoop, doesn't it? It totally does. And if you'd like to um, try teaching a class, Ryan, I, I'm sure you have some of your old lesson plans. You can sure. dust them off and I'll help you um, kind of bring them into the VR world and you could give it a try. Just reach out and we can work together on that. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I'm in. Renee, right. Renee how does, how does the, the business model work? Like, how does Victory XR make money? You know, it seems like you're right. There's people that are slow to adopt. What can you guys sell off the truck this year that keeps the lights on at the company? Well, most of what we have isn't, you know, tangible, like selling off a truck, so to speak, right? They're licenses. So the Netflix style platform that I mentioned, VXR.direct is $10 a month. Um, and every day, a few more subscriptions trickle in. Um, we've had that going for well close to a year. Our Academy licenses are um, $175 per year per headset, but then that's unlimited. And you can be a teacher and you can go in and teach your own classes. You don't have to use any of our stuff. You could use our spaces. You could use our assets. Um, but we do have a website where you can shop some lesson plans that teachers who have taught in our VR space have created and put up in case you want to replicate that in your own style. So um, the licensing is really where we're making our money. As I mentioned, we do have a handful of AR products and those are tangible. They're books or decks of cards, um, things like that. And so um, those actually get shipped out. We work through Shopify and we're on Amazon. Um, but we have some exciting conversations. And I think because of the NDAs, I'm not able to mention those. But 2021 will be a big year for us. You know, we have a lot of partners. We've been partnered with Microsoft for the last two years. We exclusively license them some of our science content. So for every Windows Mixed Reality VR headset, that was sold over the last two years, you got our frog dissection for free and some of our VR units, our science units. Um, we're talking with HTC about something right now. We've partnered with HP. We have something with Pico, you know, where we bundle some of our software into new headsets that are coming out. And so then there's, I believe royalty is the, uh, probably the proper term that each headset sold. There's a little piece of that that comes to us. That's tremendous. But the, the focus of, of Victory is education, right? 
100%. Um, I know that, you know, as I mentioned, my um, CEO, Steve Grubbs, has a handful of companies. He has another one called Chalk Bites, and that's VR, but it's corporate training. So he's got clients like John Deere, a bunch of different insurance um, clients, things on OSHA training, et cetera. And he does that with that other company. Victory XR is 100% exclusive to education. Gotcha. And, and, and talk to me a little bit, and I know you're not, you know, not on the technical side, but talk to me a little bit about, um, is there a mission around teaching kids how to develop VR applications? Is there an opportunity for kids to learn Unity or Unreal Engine or, or you know, C Sharp or C++ in, in the pursuit of creating uh, VR experiences? You know, that's an interesting question and it comes up from time to time. We haven't done anything with that yet. Um, we've also had questions about, you know, teaching kids to shoot 360 video, et cetera. So no, we haven't done any kind of behind the curtain do what we do. Um, it doesn't mean that we wouldn't. I think it's more just because we're really trying to have enough content to help justify our academy that we're solely focused on grabbing more mainstream um, students and being able to pull them in. And then, of course, the pandemic hit and really shown a spotlight on what we were doing. Um, you know, we were on this path anyway, but we're, we're definitely more in the traditional realm. But I think we get asked exactly what you asked enough that it's something that we're going to have to have a conversation about. Um, and why wouldn't we? Because it's what we all enjoy and what our developers love to do. And so having them be able to teach students what they do and make such cool worlds and, and uh, those kinds of things just seems like something natural that we would do. How many folks are in the company right now? We're at about a dozen people um, in my company and everybody happens to be in Iowa. Um, but, you know, one is in Des Moines. I'm in the Cedar Rapids area. Actually, a couple are in Illinois, but right over the border. Davenport's right on the border of Illinois. But um, it doesn't matter. I mean, geography, as you guys know, VR really transcends those boundaries. And we haven't met face to face now in months because of the pandemic. And it's not necessary. I think that's so cool. Do you guys have your business meetings in Engage? Yeah, we have. We've done a few. One of our spaces um, is an auditorium and most of our spaces you can pull up a video screen and you can import, you know, a slide deck, a PowerPoint, Word, a, a YouTube video. So you can have a very traditional style meeting, if you will. Um, we also have a theater in the round that seats 191. And so it's just a neat, it kind of looks like a TED Talk stage, if you will. So we've had things in there as well where we've you know, come in and, and had these uh, meetings where we're sitting around and we're all kind of looking at something. So yeah, we definitely use it ourselves. And then Engage, you know, the platform on which we're built has a lot of neat spaces that are fun to meet in too. In fact, they just added the Oval Office. So I went in there the other day just to sit in the chair of the president. Felt really cool to look around the room and uh, be transported, you know. Renee, that's incredible. Now we're in Mississippi and we're thrilled that you guys are in a unique geography like Iowa. How many schools are currently using your services and where's the distribution? Where, what, what, uh, what geographies do you guys represent in terms of the customers you serve? Well, we definitely have an international presence, although I'm not with the business side of things. So I'm not, you know, I know that we've been, um, 
I believe we have some clients in Dubai and we, we have clients in China. Um, but in speaking of our US clients, I would say we're in about half of the states. Now that's not necessarily just with the academy, that's with the um, middle school and high school curricula that we've sold. Because over the last few years, some schools um, who are more cutting edge will invest in, you know, a cart of 20 headsets or 25 headsets for their science or STEM lab. And then the schools are, you know, then they're scrambling to try to find substantive educational content so that the kids don't feel like they can just game all day. So we've had a presence in, like I said, I don't think we're in Mississippi. That would be new for me to hear. So I'm sorry about that. But um, we uh, are, we, you know, Coast, uh, Coast, we're, um, we are definitely in some public schools around the country. Very cool. I've built two VR labs in Mississippi, and uh, I think we've definitely downloaded your dissection, but just off the Oculus store. Yeah, and we, you know, we partnered with Carolina Biological for that, and they're the, the world's leading live specimen distributor. So we worked hand in hand with them to make sure that it was a one-to-one -one with what they put out. Um, and so, yeah, that's a great, and so people can buy it off of their site, they can buy it from us. So I'm sure we're in places I don't even know, like what you just told me. So it's kind of, that's kind of a, a neat thing as well. Um, you know, in my mind, it's all good. It's all for the good of education in general. And the more people know, the better. And so not just with our product, but just that's kind of my philosophy in life. The more we can give people opportunities to learn and stay curious, the better the world will be. And so as folksy as that may sound, that's really the mission that I'm on. And we just want to keep kids curious and interested. That's awesome. Renee, we like to end things with a segment we call uh, the Furious Five. And it's just five questions that don't necessarily have anything to do with what we've been talking about today. Uh -oh. It's kind of fun <laughs> questions and we encourage okay. uh, rapid fire answers. So, you know, one or two sentences uh, doesn't have to be any more than that. So first question for the Furious Five, what's the best movie or TV show that you've watched recently? Oh, Game of Thrones. I don't even have to nice. think about that. I mean, I don't know. Your audience might be under 18, some of them. So <laughs> winter is coming. You watch that, winter, but... <laughs> winter is coming. No, we're, we're yeah, huge Game winter, of Thrones. That was a great, great series. Oh my goodness. So we good. need to build the Red Wedding in VR. Oh my you? gosh, that would be sick. <laughs> that sounds like it's a bit much to me, but you know. <laughs> All right, second question. What's the best meal you've eaten recently? Ooh. Oh, I had some sushi the other night. I had a spicy salmon roll. I had some jalapenos in there. And I'm Iowa a big fan of sushi. Surprising me. Iowa go. keeps surprising me with VR and sushi. You guys <laughs> come on out. <laughs> we're, we're driving up to see you, Renee. We'll put Please on face coverings. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't have Corona in Mississippi, but we'll, we'll come, over. Yeah, no corona we'll come up in face coverings. <laughs> we swear. Third question. What's a book that has impacted you as an educator that you would recommend to any fellow educator? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I've really been into a lot of Ryan Holiday recently. Okay. Um, so I don't know if I could say it's, you know, impacted my education life. It's just impacted, I guess it has because it's really impacted me. Um, his latest, Lives of the Stoics, is a fascinating read, but I love Ego is the Enemy, um, The Obstacle is the Way, any of those, just, you know, how to approach life and how uh, what's good for the be is good for the hive, how we're all in this together kind of approach. And I think that lends itself well to education. That's awesome. 
So this next one we like to call the contrarian question. What's <laughs> something that you know to be true that most of your colleagues would disagree with? In the world of XR. Right. Of XR. Um, colleagues that, you know, the 12 people I work with or people in the uh, education space? Yeah, sorry, people, people in general. What's something that you know to be true that oh. people in the field would disagree with? Super easy. VR is here to stay. So embrace it sooner rather than later. It's a great way to get to your kids and pull them in. So grab it. Can I extend that question a little bit sure. and challenge you a little bit, push you and say, how about your peers, folks who are leading curriculum in VR? What's something that, what's an insight that you know to be true that, that when you go to these VR conferences, your colleagues might disagree with you on? Hmm. I think that, you know, maybe, you know, when I talk with teachers and they always think, oh, this is so great, my school will never adopt it, is that if you find the right people in the administration, or maybe it's somebody on the school board, you just need to find one or two people to help you champion that and see what's real about it and how great it can be, you really can get it done. You know, schools are bureaucracies, to be certain. I've served on two school boards, I get that. But um, there are people out there who really just want to make education better and more accessible. And when you find those people and you show them something like this, you can get it done. You can get VR into your school. A lot of teachers want to teach for us, but they don't think they can bring it into their own school. I don't think it's that difficult. There you go. Awesome. Last but certainly not least, if you were stuck on a desert island with a Quest 2, and you only had one VR application to download, what would it be? Super hot. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, that oh man, super hot. Love it. But I get sweaty in there. I mean, you're like stressed. People are coming at you. But I like it. It's clean. It's fun. And it uh, keeps you on your toes. There you go. Renee, we can't thank you enough for being on with us. It's just been such a pleasure to chat with you and hear more about what Victory XR Academy is doing. Oh, hey, thanks for the invitation. Uh, hopefully we can speak again in the future and I uh, welcome you guys to come to any of our tours and, and check it out and see what see what we're about. We'd love to. We'll we, may, we may drive up to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get sushi for lunch. Yeah. Then we'll hop in the headset, do some cool stuff. <laughs> well, Renee, we, um, we, uh, we, before we close out, you know, we are uh, we've we've had this podcast going and, and and we've had some real excitement because there are a ton of educators and uh, technologists interested in the intersection between technology and and uh, and education we have not had um, as many females on the uh, podcast as we would like to and if you have suggestions of thought leaders in this space that, mm -hmm. that you might connect us with we are constantly looking for talent. Absolutely. We'd love to have Steve uh, Grubbs on. on um, oh, he'd love um, to be on. Yeah, so, so if there's an email connection or a LinkedIn connection that we could have him on, that would be great. But we would love some diversity. So if you have Definitely. people of color or women that have demonstrated some leadership in this space, we would, if, if that is uh, something that you might help us with, we would be thrilled. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. And I uh, definitely will send you um, Steve's name. And then a couple people already came to mind um, awesome. that I think I can try to connect you with. So I'll send that to you over LinkedIn. Awesome. Awesome. Renee, thank you so much.
Oh, yeah, it was great. And Ryan, I want to see you teaching in our academy, at least one geometry class. I'm there. I'm there. You know, actually, my mind's been turning since you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I used to teach AP Calculus, too. So if we ever wanted to, like, you know, throw together like an AP Calculus review session for folks or something like that in VR. Oh, my gosh. That sounds incredible. All right. We're going to talk offline. I'm holding you to it because I have this on recording. So you can't wiggle out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm absolutely serious. I'm in. That sounds great. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you. It was fun for us, too. Awesome. Take care. Have a great All Thanksgiving. Right. You too. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Good night, you guys. Bye.